Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. We just see what God has for us on today. Let me give you uh, the scriptures that uh, we're going to go over. Uh, we're going to be in just, just one particular book today, an Old Testament book, and that's the book of Psalms, Psalms 91. If you would go there with me, please. Psalms 91. Uh, we're going to uh, take a look at this book. I've been reading it and studying it all this week. The Lord gave me this beginning of the week. And I didn't know uh, as much was in Psalms 91 that's in there that's pertaining to us, God's people. And we'll just take a look at that. I want to just try to uh, unveil it, break it open, and and just uh, go into it and show you what, how good God is to his people. Oh, yes, he is. And uh, let me remind you, let's continue to pray for the sick to shut in, um, those who lost loved ones. Uh, pray for them that the Lord will just be with them in these uh, uh, evil times. And the God will just comfort their hearts. And God is a great God to know how to comfort his people. Uh, I said uh, in my prayer, remember the Tatum family, uh, pray for the Tatum family, uh, Pastor Tatum, well, Bishop Tatum, that is, uh, he lost his uh, sister. So pray for him uh, in the Tatum family, very fine uh, brother. I, I served with him sometime. Uh, and also the same family, uh, the Christopher family, and see, at one time we all were a member of Pastor Tatum's church. Uh, so Pastor Tatum lost his sister, and he lost one of his church mother, Mother Christopher. So pray for the Christopher family. Uh, I remember Mother Christopher so well. She was so nice to me, always greeted She was an usher, a head usher at the door, always greeted me with a, a smile and a hug always kind to me and i always remember her so pray for the christopher family and another family a friend of mine i tell you so many people going on to be with the lord but it's all good they saved that's a good thing about it. they saved uh the sykes family you know uh, uh the sykes family lost uh <clears throat> one of the brothers in the sykes family lost his wife and then then uh this week i learned that they lost their dad also and the Lord bless their dad. Uh, uh, daddy Sykes, we call him Daddy Sykes. He was a wonderful man. And the Lord blessed this man, ooh, with, with long life. You're talking about longevity. My God, God bless Daddy Sykes. He was 104 years old, old brothers and sisters, and uh, was in his right mind. He and I talked, and we had good conversation, 104, and still in his right mind. That ain't nothing but a blessing. So he's going to be with the Lord. And so to pray for the Sykes family, the Christopher family, and the Tatum family on today. And also, let me say this, brothers and before I get deep into the Word. If there are any of you, my listeners out there, my friends, my family, my listener, anybody, if you like to be added to our prayer list, uh, please, please let us know. Uh, it's somewhere uh, uh, when, when Jackie come in on the end. Jack will give you the numbers where you can call her or call uh, my son, Troy, and they'll add you to the prayer list or anybody that you know that's sick and need prayer. 
add them to our prayer list, and we'll we'll be glad to add them and uh, hold them up in prayer. All right, you got your word. Let me give you what we're gonna do today, brothers and sisters. Psalms, uh, Psalms uh, one, I said, uh, which is a it's not a large book, but it's but it's it's packed and it's filled with so many uh, just great nuggets. And we're gonna go in here. And I'm going to uh, try to show you these nuggets that God has just laid before us in Psalms 91. Okay, uh, my topic for this particular uh, Psalms 91, after I finished reading it, and when I saw what God was doing with the people of God, with the children of Israel, I gave it a topic, and my topic was Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, yes, he is, brothers and sisters. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me, the best thing that ever could happen to you. And I'm telling you, I just thank God for Jesus. So Psalms 91, beginning at verse 1 through 16. Okay, just 16 verses, and we're going to go down through each verse, and I'm going to uh, bring out what the Lord will have us to uh, uh, bring out on today. Uh First, I'd like to talk just a little bit about Psalms 91 before I get deep into it. I want to give you who wrote this book. You know, uh, some years ago, early in my study, I, I often thought when I read this book of Psalms, Psalms, this is a huge book. Psalms has 150 books, okay? There's 150 books in this Psalms. Uh, the book of Psalms, uh, 150. But now, I often contributed uh, the writings of these books to David. And so as I got deeper into my study, I found that the David did not write each and every one of these books. No, he wrote a, he wrote a few, and, it, and, and a few of these um, books, uh, they are just songs, songs that David written. We have them written, and oftentimes I look at them and I see how did he sing this? How did the how did the tempo go? How I see the lyric, but I, I can just try to imagine in my mind how did he flow with the tempo uh, with his music? Because David was a, a great musician; he played the harp, and so many of, much of this this reading in Psalm uh, is filled with songs that David wrote. He composed himself. And uh, and so I said, well, as I looked into it, I said, well, here's Psalms 91. David didn't didn't write this particular book. Uh, Moses wrote it. And then I backed up to Psalms 90. I know some of you read Psalms 90. Psalms 90 is a great read. Uh, the book of Psalms 90. Uh, uh, it's not a long book book either. And but Psalms 90 and Psalms 91. As I studied them, I found out that Moses wrote both these two books, Psalms 90 and Psalms 91. Very good, very good. And so as I looked at it and I said, well, uh, I said, well, the interpretation of Psalms 91 is this right here. Here was Moses was trying to convey to the people. This is the interpretation of Psalms 91. Then we're going to get down into it, okay? Uh, the interpretation of Psalms 91 is this right here. It, it, it narrows, it narrates how God, uh, possess a force. This is what Moses was trying to do. Psalm 91, it narrates how God uh, possessed a force capable of crushing lions, snakes, along with his feet. 
so that uh, his people would see how great he was and the affliction that they was going through, that God wanted, wanted them to be touched, that they wouldn't be touched uh, as they traveled through the wilderness. They would not be touched. They will not be hurt at all as they travel through the wilderness. So Psalm 91 all, is all about God showing the children of Israel how that he was a God that was able to uh, protect them as they travel through the wilderness from the wilds, the, the, the wild animals, the lions, the snakes, the, 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 the dragons, the scorpions, and everything that might be out in the wild. God was trying to let them know that no matter what was out there, he was not going to let them become, uh, they wouldn't be harmed by what was out there. Uh, and not only that, God was letting them know that he was able to protect them, he was able to love them, and he was able to care for them uh, by this almighty God. This almighty God was able to do that. Therefore, uh, therefore, your trust should never or could never be in better hands. That's what God was trying to let the children of Israel know uh, in this book of Psalms, that their trust, their trust could be in no greater hands than the Almighty God as you travel through the wilderness. So that's what Psalms 90 and 91 is all about, letting them know you are in good hands. And we need to understand that and consider that no matter uh, what the children of Israel was going through or they went through, God was trying to let them know, hey, you're in good hands. And you know, they even have some insurance companies that use that slogan. And so, uh, they were in they was in the best care that they could ever have as they traveled through the wild. All right, let's take a look at it. Well, uh Psalms ninety one in verse number one, it starts all by reading like this right here. It says, He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Now, when I read this, I was saying to myself, this is this is a powerful verse in a field with nuggets right here. He that he that dwells in the secret place, in the secret place uh, of the Most High, shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Now, as I read that, I said, "Well, Lord, the person that dwells in the secret place, the person that dwells in the secret place." Uh, will abide under the shadow of the Most High. Then I said to myself, well, where is that secret place? Because the person that dwells in that secret place, the person that dwells in that secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Most High. And so the, the shadow of the Most High, that's God, God Almighty, the shadow. And you know, uh, the shadow of God, if you just, in God's shadow. I love to be in God's shadow. You know, that lets me know that uh, if I'm in God's shadow, I know God is right behind me. He's close by me, and uh, I'm safe. But the secret place that uh, uh, Moses is talking about that one should dwell in, he that dwell in the secret place, that secret place is the presence of God. There's no other place I'd rather be that's safe enough for you, that's safe enough for myself to be in, other than the presence of God. So the person that's in the presence of God, this person will always abide under the shadow of the Most High. 
if you're in the presence of God. So when you in the, just think about a shadow. I know in the country uh, we used to work in the fields, and sometimes my parents you could tell what time it was by looking at the shadow. When the sun was straight up, they would tell me, well, when when the sun is straight up, your shadow, you, you won't even have a shadow. But when it's in front of you or behind, you will have a long shadow or a short shadow, a shadow. But when the sun is straight up, they say, well, that was time to go to the house and eat dinner, eat lunch, I mean. Your shadow was very short. And so here, 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 uh, Moses is saying, he that dwell in this secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So when you are in God's shadow, that means God is near. God is not far away. God, you, you right in the presence of God. And so what we need to do, brother, is let's always, it always my intention should always be your intention, is to always abide uh, in the presence of God, and therefore we will know we will be in the shadow, shadow of the Almighty, of the Almighty. Now, in verse 2 said, And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. So, first of all, they, Moses Moses is letting the people know, before we even get in the wilderness, before we even get started, there's some things you need to know. That we got to abide in that secret place, and, we, and, and we're going to be in that secret place, and we're going to be in the, you know, under, the, under the most high. We're going to abide there under the shadow of the Almighty. So, and then it's in verse 2, and, say, and I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Letting the people know where we're going. So we leave in Pharaoh's camp. And you need to know that God, the Lord, is our refuge and our strength. The Lord is our refuge. That's He's our sh- our shelter. He's our fortress. He's our strong tower. And we're not worrying about where we were uh, down here in the Egypt land with Pharaoh. He wants the people to understand that the Lord is our shelter. He will be our shelter, and He's a large permanent fort, a stronghold. In the wilderness, the Lord will be to us. This is what Moses is trying to get the people to understand. And so he explaining to them that the security, the security that they're going to have as they get out in the wilds. So they don't have to be afraid. You know, when you think about going out in the wilderness and what's all out there, brothers and sisters, some awful things are out in the wild. Some awful things out there. Wild beasts, things that will tear you apart. And so no matter, these people out there, hey, they want to make sure that they were safe. And Moses made sure it gave them that the security of God would be with them. They, they abide in this secret place, uh, the most high. They continue to be under the shadow of the Almighty. And then it said, and I say of the Lord, he is our refuge. Don't worry about Pharaoh. Don't worry about Egypt, land. The Lord is our refuge. So you and I, we ought to be able to say that today, no matter what we're going through. No matter what we're dealing with, I can say that the Lord is my refuge. He's my shelter. Wherever I am, wherever I go, wherever we be, the Lord is our shelter, and he's our large permanent fort, a huge fort. He's my stronghold, the Lord is. My God, in him will I trust. He wants the people to understand that, that he is, amen, our fort and our refuge. Now, 
verse 1 and verse 2 says some interesting things that I want to point out to you. It also, before we get deeper down into it, verse 1 and verse number 2, it points out that not only is the Lord, we're going to dwell in the secret place of the Almighty, it, it points out that there are four names of God here. Verse 1 and verse 2 gives us four names of God. It describes God four ways. Let me show it to you as I read it. So this, this, this book is filled with nuggets. Okay, look at, look at verse 1 again. It said, he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Number one, Moses is referring to God Almighty as the Most High. He's letting the people of Israel know, the children of Israel know, that we're serving and we're following and we are with the Most High. We are in the shadows of the Most High. We are in the presence of the Most High. And in the presence of the Most High, nothing can do you any harm. Okay, I'll come back and explain what that means. And, okay, in the next one, he said the presence of the Most High. That's one of the names of God. He referred to God as the Most High. And then the next thing in the same verse, he referred to God as the Almighty. So he letting the children of Israel know, look, when the presence of the Most High, when the presence of the Almighty. Then verse number two, he went on to say, I will save the Lord. And he let the people know that, look, we are following the Lord. I'll show you what that means. We're following the Lord. And then he goes on to say, uh, uh, he, he is my refuge, my fortune. And then he said, my God. So we, I want to take a look at these four words right here. The Most High, the Almighty, the Lord, and my God. Brothers and sisters, with these four, how could we lose? We, we are in the best hand. This is what Moses was trying to let the people understand. We are in the best hands that we could ever be in. We are in the best of care. Oh, yes, we are. No, so let's look at the most high. Let me tell you what that means. When Moses told the people that uh, we are in the presence of the most high, he referred to God as the most high. The most high, what that means, it shows him to be the greater. He's greater than any threat that we can face. We made that reference to God Almighty said the most high, we're in the present, the secret place of the most high, that God, this God, that he is greater than any threat that we might encounter, that we might face in the wilderness. So you need not worry, brothers and sisters. You are in good hands. This is the most high. We're dealing with the Most High. We're following the Most High. He's leading us. So whatever is out there, whatever we come in contact with, we're in good hands because we're dealing with the Most High God. He's greater than anybody. He, he's greater than everybody, anything, and any threat, any threat that you and I can ever face. Oh, I thank God for the Most High. There's none greater. There's none greater. He's the Most High. Did you hear what the scripture said? The most high. That's what he referred to God. The most high God. That means he's greater than anything. Anything that we'll ever face out here in the wild. So you need not be afraid. Let's go to this promised land. So he, number one, the most high. Now, the next verse, look at the next thing he said. Uh, the most high in the same verse, the almighty. Let me tell you what that means. The almighty, excuse me, 
the Almighty, that make reference to, it emphasize his power to comfort and destroy every enemy. So we, we, here we are, we with the, the Most High. He's greater than anything that we will ever face. And here we're dealing with the Almighty, emphasizing his power to comfort. Oh, thank you, Lord, for being able to comfort us, to comfort us and to confront confront the almighty is able to confront and to destroy every enemy that's what the almighty means he's able to confront oh yeah god can confront the devil he can confront our enemies he can confront whatever we're dealing with that's why he's almighty he's able to confront and to destroy every enemy. Lord, I thank you for these nookies. I understand now when you say you are almighty, I understand right now, right now that you are able to confront the devil. You are able to destroy and defeat my enemies. That's what almighty means. His power to confront and to destroy every enemy. Okay, the next word, next word I want to take a look at in verse 2 what Moses tell the people now we understand he's the most high. He's greater. He's greater than anything out there that we could ever face. With the Almighty, he's, he can confront anything. He's stronger. He can confront anything that we'll ever contact, come in contact with. And not only that, but he's able to destroy them. Then he went on to say in verse 2, I will say of the Lord. Now he's talking about the Lord. What that mean? The Lord means. The Lord is over all, and it assures us that his presence is always with us. The Lord's presence is always with us. So what are we afraid of in the wilderness? No matter what we come in contact with, God is greater. He's greater than anything we can ever face. He's stronger than anything that we can ever face, and, and he's with us. We, we have his assurance, this assurance that he is ever with us, and that his presence is always with us. So what are we worried about? What are we dealing with? Then the next thing he won't, he goes on to say, uh, uh, my God. Look at verse 2, the latter end of verse 2. He said, my God, in him will I trust. So what Moses is saying right here, my God, to the people of children of Israel. My God means, my God expressed the truth that God has chosen to associate intimately with those who trust in him. My God, that means we have a relationship. When I say my God, I'm not talking about a stranger. I'm talking about somebody I know, somebody that I have a relationship with. So out here in the wilderness, brothers and sisters, out here in the wild, I, 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 when I say my God, I'm talking about somebody that I know, somebody that I trust, somebody that, I, that got my back. We have a relationship, and when I call him, he's going to come and see about me. So this is what Moses is talking about when he said the Most High, the Almighty, the Lord, my God. Brothers and sisters, we are in good hands. Oh, we, we could be in no better, no better hands than this right here, the hands of the Most High, the hands of the Almighty, the hands of the Lord, the hands of my God. Oh, we're in great hands. As we, as we proceed and we go into the wilderness, this is what Moses is trying to convey to the people. Your security, this is the security of the godly, the security of God's people. We have these four protections. 
uh, the Most High, the Almighty, the Lord, and my God. We have a relationship with him. So whatever's out there, God is able to confront it and destroy it. He's able to handle it. He's greater than anything that we can ever come in contact with. Oh, yeah. So as we go into the wilderness, brothers and sisters, as we read, check this out. Now that we have all this on our side, the Most High, the Almighty, the Lord, my God, let's go into the wilderness. All right, look at verse number three. Moses goes on to say in verse number three, he says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the northern pestilence. And what Moses is saying right here in verse number three, Moses said, look, we're going into the wilderness. This most high God, this almighty God, the Lord, and my God, we're going into the wilderness. Yes, we are. And I want you to understand this, brothers and sisters. He said, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Now, a snare is just a trap, a trapper. Uh, uh, now, fowler is, fowler is nothing but a bird. Okay? And so people go out and set traps and they catch birds. Okay, so what Moses is saying right here, God going to deliver you from every trap. That's what I thank God for Jesus today. God, every trap that the devil set for you, he he's setting it for himself. You know, they say you dig one ditch, don't dig a ditch for a man to fall in. And, and some say you dig one ditch, you better dig two. No, 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 brothers and sisters. They dig one ditch. We don't need one ditch. All them ditch diggers are digging ditch. They dig in the ditch for themselves. Thank God for that. Thank God for knowing that. The ditch that they dig for you, the ditch that they digging for me, they digging it for themselves. They don't know this, but they digging their own ditch. And this is what Moses is telling the people. God is able to deliver you from the snare, the traps of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. Now, now look at that word noisome. Just bear with me. Norsome, Norsome pestilence. Now, uh, this this word Norsome pestilence is not is not coming from the word noise. N o i s e. Not coming from the word noise, but this this word it comes from the word noy to annoy. So these pestilence they were annoying. They were just uh, annoying pestilence. Uh, 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 they, they they just worsome. And this this Norsome pestilence that God was talking about that he was going to deliver the children of Israel from, well, uh, when I looked up that word, nor some pestilence, it was a, a stink. It was a stink. It was a must, a stinky, musty smell, an unpleasant, a strong odor, an offensive and disgusting smell or stink that the children of Israel would, would, would encounter. You think, you think now, being out in the wild, in the wilderness, 40 years, 40, uh, uh, 40 years, brothers and sisters, that's a long time. You think of the smell. You think of the stink. You think of what those people encounter out in the world. God said he's going to deliver you from this musty, stinky, unpleasant, strong, offensive, disgusting smell. Okay? This is what Moses is telling the people. You think, And, and when I think about the cheering that, that Moses led into the wilderness, follow along with me. Uh, uh, they said Moses led some. Some said it was somewhere two two million people. Uh, some commentators said two million. Some said half a million. But anyway, it was a large, large number of the children of Israel. Of course, all of them didn't come out. Cause many of them died in the wilderness because they they stopped trusting God Almighty. But you just think to have to have a large gathering 
like that. You ever been in a you ever been in a all of us been at a party sometime at one time, partying and music playing and we in there dancing and jumping and what have you. You can you can you can imagine how it smelled in the room with so many people in the party, all that dancing, jumping and moving about. Bro, so it can get musty in there. It can get it can get stinky in there. Look at how much deodorant you put on put on. That many bodies together in one crowded room dancing and moving all night and clowning along with the drinking and the party. It can get stinky in there. You have to step outside to get some fresh air. So what I'm saying, when I think about the children of Israel, the number of them that followed Moses, two million or half a million, however many it was, and they all in the wilderness when they camped out at night, God told Moses to tell the people, I'm going to deliver you from the noisome pestilence. And that's the stinky, that's musty, unpleasant, strong, offensive, disgusting smell that you might smell out in the wilderness. I'm going to deliver you from that. I'm going to bring you out. That's what the Lord is saying right here in verse number three through Moses to the people of Israel. All right, children of Israel. Now, verse number four, take a look at this. God said, he shall cover thee with his feathers. Talking about God's security and protection while we're out in the wild. God told Moses, tell the people that he shall cover you with his feathers. Uh, and under the wing shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. So what Moses is saying, under, under, you're going to be covered with his wings. So uh, if, if we are covered by the wing, by the feathers of God, what, what we are in the best hands. We that's the best security in the world. God said right here, He shall cover you with His feathers. Amen. I've seen chickens cover the baby chicks with their wings. Yeah, those baby chicks running around, but when that hen spread her wings and they run under her wing, they are safe. She's protecting them from whatever might be trying to chase them. So here the Lord is saying to us, brothers and sisters, He shall cover us with His feathers. So when God cover you, 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 you need not fear anything. Brothers and sisters, we are covered by God. God got you, brothers and sisters. God got me. Who, who, who is there out there that I should fear? Who should I be afraid of when God has us covered like this? He shall cover thee with his feathers and under the wing. Oh, thank you, Lord. Under his wing shall thou trust. Yes, yes. Shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. So we are in great hand. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you and I. I thank God for Jesus. Now I don't know about you, but I wouldn't take nothing for my journey right now. We are in the best care. I mean, we go to our doctors when we we trust our doctors, and and we've tr if, if, if I have changed doctor because I didn't think some doctor was uh, was really taking care of me like I should. They should take care of me. I changed doctors, got another doctor, and I feel real comfortable with my doctors now. That he care about me. He's he's about my best interest. He's concerned about what's going on with little old me, and so I, I have a new doctor. And I love him, and he's taking care of me. So here, look, look at what God is saying right here. He said, "He shall cover thee 
with his feather, and under his wing shall thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Look, we got the best care. We got the best physician. We got the best provider. We got the best health care plan that a man could ever want, and that's the protection of the Most High, the protection of the Almighty, the protection of God, the protection of our Lord. That's the best care. We are in the best hands that we could ever be in as we travel through our own wilderness. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Look at what he's saying right here in verse number four. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. So, Moses, what are you saying right here? Moses is trying to get these people. You know, some people, they just going to automatically be afraid. And you got to talk to them. You got to talk to them real good. Some people need a lot of talking to and some more talking to to get their, get their confidence up. And here Moses is trying to give these people the confidence that they need, the assurance that they need to know that God got us. Brother and sister, I don't know about you, but I just believe with all my heart that God got me. I want you to feel that way, that God sits high, but he looks low. And there's nothing that you're going through that he's not concerned about. God is concerned about you and yours and how you're how you getting along, okay? And so, look, we have the best protection. So he said right here, thou should not fear. Don't be afraid for the terror by night. Now, terror, we all understand terror. Terror is everywhere. We, had, uh, we got terrorists. Terror is everywhere. We got uh, foreign uh, uh, terrorists, and we got domestic terrorists, and terrorists right around the corner. We got people that want to tear up stuff and burn down stuff. Terrorists are everywhere. Terror is, terror is, is anybody, uh, terror is anybody that's doing something uh, destructive and trying to harm other folks. They're terrorists. Terrorists don't have to be overseas. Terrorists can be the man that robbed the lady at the store, took a pocketbook. A terror uh, is, is nothing but somebody that, that terrorizing people. And so God, he said here, Moses said, thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night. Some folk come out at night. So bad now they come out in the daytime. Thou should not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrows that fly by day. Where well, at that time they carried their bow and arrows, and arrows would fly, and arrows would strike people and shoot people uh, unintentionally and intentionally. And God said, don't be afraid of the arrows that fly in the daytime, and, and well, they didn't have bullets then, but we got bullets now, folks getting shot and, and just walking the streets, going to the store, people being shot down, uh, innocent children are being shot. God said, don't, do, don't worry about the, the arrows that fly by day. Don't worry about these crazy drive-by. God going to protect us. God is on our side. God is there for you. He's going to lead us and guide us, and we have this great uh, uh, security protection of the most high, the almighty, and, the, and our Lord and our God, that God is going to protect us from the terrors by night and the arrows that will fly by day. Verse number six, check this out. God said, he said, don't you be afraid, nor, nor for the pestilence. See that? Don't be afraid of the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that waited at noonday. Now, when I think about the pestilence, they walk in the darkness. The children of Israel, of course, they had to be in the wilderness. There's no street lights in the daytime. Uh, you can see that night is dark. And at night, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness. At night, 
some of everything come out. There are some creatures that don't come out till it get dark. This is when they go feed. When the darkness comes, then some things, tigers and lions and what have those wild beasts, there are plenty of wild beasts comes out at night. Some snakes come out at night. Some venomous spiders and, and, and scorpions, they come out and what have you. Many of these pestilence, they, the night is when they come out and feed. And so what Moses is trying to assure the people of God, he said, don't be afraid or the pestilence that walketh in the dark. Yeah, you know, uh, at night, uh, it's unsafe for people to be out nowadays at night. But God said, don't worry about it. I try not to go out. I encourage you all, don't go out much at night. Because these heathens are out there, but if you have to go, uh, take the Lord with you and come on back in. So he said, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that waited at noonday. Look, these, these folk will hurt you in the daytime, but God said, don't be afraid of them. Why? Because we got the Almighty. We got the, 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 the Most High, and we got the Lord our God on our side. All right, now look, goes on, look at verse number number seven. Hear what Moses is telling the people of God. Now look, this 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 Psalm 91 and filled with nuggets. I encourage you to read it over and over and over and over. Just get it down in you. That God going to take care of us. God got us, and, and he's going to provide for we in the best of care. Verse number 7 said, God told Moses, told the people of here, he said, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. So here Moses telling each other, don't be afraid. We got the Lord. We got the Almighty God. We got the Most High. He said, a thousand shall fall at thy side. Yes, a thousand and ten thousand fall at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. If if that's not the greatest protection that a believer could ask for, I don't know what is. I don't know no protection greater than this. They're everywhere, brother. So, you know, I said this at the beginning of the onset of this, this virus and this this plague does among us. I said this to you all, to myself, to my family. I said that, look, we're going to be all right. I said that by faith. And so far, here we are. Uh, uh, we are deep into this thing. Uh, the, it, 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 they say it's worse now. We're at the, we the almost coming to the end of it. And I said, God going to take care of you. And God going to take care of me. And brother, sister, he done just that. I haven't got a report yet that anybody that that I know that's uh, uh, that's that's in God that my followers or my listeners that this plague has gotten a hold to and took them down. What I'm saying is, if something happened, God is able to deliver you and bring you out. This is what Moses is saying right here: A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. So what I'm saying is, if you get sick, God going to heal you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to bring you out. That's the kind of God that we serve. Take a look at verse number 8. We're going to walk it on down through here, brothers. So just bear with me. Verse number 8 says, Only with thy eye shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. So what God is saying, what Moses is saying right here to Moses, he said, you're you, you going to see. Don't, don't worry about all the stuff that happened around you. 
you know how how many people died last night? How many people died this month? So many more people they said gonna die before the uh, for the medicine, the vaccine, get into the people's arms. So many more people gonna die. God said the only thing you gonna know is you gonna hear about the number of people that died. Only thing you gonna need to worry about, you gonna see with your eyes, is the number that they put on the TV string that so many thousand was infected this week, so many hundred was infected today. God said, "This is the only thing that you gonna be worried about." He said, "Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." We gonna see uh, just the number. But none of these things are going to come nigh you. And we got to believe and trust, brothers and sisters, in this almighty God that he's going to protect us as we travel through our wilderness. Now, look at verse number 9. I want to point out something to you in verse number 9. Now, God giving uh, these people this protection plan. I, I want to skip just a little bit. I'm going to go all the way down. Now, when I come to number 9, here is the reason why you have this protection plan. Number nine, God said, because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy refuge, because you have made the Lord, which is your shelter, even the most high, thy habitation. Now, this protection, reason why all these plagues, all these diseases, all this, the, the hour by night, they that walk in the, in the night, to come out creeping at night, to do harm. All these things, God said, a thousand gonna fall by the side, ten thousand in the right hand, but none of it, none of it gonna come nigh thee. Why? Why? Only you gonna just see the numbers, but it's not gonna happen to you. Why all this? Why all this? Verse number nine said, "Because thou hast made the Lord, brother and sister, Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you." Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to me. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy shelter, even the most high, thy habitation. Because you are in the presence of God. Because the love you have for God and the love God have back toward you, none of these things are going to come nigh you. Okay, this is the reason why God said because. And when I looked at verse 9, Lord, why do you do these things for me? He said, because you made the Lord your habitation, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. And when I when I studied this particular book, I saw the word, if y'all allow me to skip around just a little bit, I, there are other blessings on the other side of, uh, as I read the other part of the version. I see the word because three times in this particular book. Verse number nine, he said, these things are not going to happen to you because thou have made the Lord which is my raid the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Look at verse number fourteen. He used the word because again. There's some more things God says going that's not going to happen to us. Verse fourteen said, Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. And then he used the word because again, because he has known my name. Look, God is doing these things for you and I. Not that, not that, look, not that because uh, uh, it, it's a bilateral uh, agreement. Remember we talked about that. God is doing these things for you and I because he has set his love upon you. Lord, why are you keeping this back off of me? Why are you there for my enemy? They that dig a dish fall in themselves. Why, Lord? Because he he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Brothers and sisters, everybody needs to know the Lord. Everybody needs to know who Jesus is. 
And when you know who he is, you know his name. And when you are serving him, God is going to take care of you. Somebody, I want you to understand, God will provide for his own. He's not that kind of God. He's not a deadbeat dad. He's not a deadbeat God. See his people suffering. See his people need shoes. See his need people need provision, shelter over their head. God is not the God to see your condition and turn and walk away. Oh, thank you, Lord. He's not that kind of God. He's not that kind of God. He's not a deadbeat God. He's a God that loves us so much. And he cared about us so much that he said, because, in this particular book, three times, because, because. Why you do it, Lord? Because. Why you do it, Lord? Because. He has known my name. I'm doing it because you know my name. I thank God I know his name. And not only that, I thank God he knows my name. I thank God he knows your name. God knows all of our name because we love him. We have this great protection, this protection plan, the best protection plan ever because he know my name. Now, I had to fast forward to get that because in, but let me come on back to verse number nine. Come back with verse number nine with me. Then we're going to come on down. I'm almost done, brothers and sisters. Look at this. He said, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, where I dwell. Because you've done this. That's why I'm going to take care of you. And then it says, verse 10, there shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Look at this protection plan. Look at what the Lord said, brothers and sisters. We have to put our trust in Jesus. Not in man, not in the president, not in the governor, not in the mayor, not in the pastor. Not, we got to put our trust in the Lord God Almighty. And I do. And I, I trust that you do. There should no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. And, I, and we got to hold, hold God. Look, God, God don't mind you holding him to his word. He's a God of his word. He cannot lie. God will not lie. If you be faithful to God, brothers and sisters, if you trust God Almighty and believe in him with all thy heart, God said, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Now, this is not to say that we won't get sick sometimes. If we do get sick, God is the same God that will turn around and heal our bodies. Okay? If we do get in trouble, God is the same God that will come and deliver us out of our trouble. If things happen to us, God is a God that will come to our rescue. And brothers and sisters, I want you to know this right here. If, if, if God don't deliver us from some of these things, it's time for us to go home anyway. Something's going to have to bring us home. Something's going to have to take you and I home. So we're not going to be delivered, delivered from everything. As I read my Bible, I've seen God open the eyes of the blind. I've seen God raise the dead from the dead. I've seen him rebuke fever. I've seen him cast out devils. I've seen him heal wizard hand, heal the lepers. Folks couldn't walk the cripple. I've seen him fed the mother too. All these things have happened in the Bible. Yes, they happened. I've seen God raise, heard, he raised Lazarus from the dead. But you know what? Lazarus died again one day, and he wasn't raised. So, brothers, some, something going to take us home. So what I'm saying, God going to deliver us from many of our troubles. But one day, 
we won't be delivered because that day it'll be time for us to come and be with the Lord. So what God is saying to Moses and his people right here, I'm going to deliver you. These things are not going to come now to you. I'm your protection. I'm going to take care of you. And if some of you do get sick, that's, that's your time to come and be with God. God decided that it's better for you to be with him than to be in this mean old suffering, suffering world any longer. Understand God's word. There shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh thee or thy dwelling. Verse number 11. Check this out. God is so good. Check this out in verse number 11. We have to walk in this. We have to believe this. We have to trust this. And this is what Moses is trying to get these people to understand. God going to take care of us in these wilderness. Verse number 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy way. This is what Moses said to the children. Is God going to give his angels? Brothers and sisters, you have to understand that all God's children, you and I, we all have an angel assigned to us. You got an angel. I got an angel. My angel is assigned to me by God to watch me as I go to Walmart. Watch me as I go to Kroger. Watch all me. These heathen, these fools out here in the street. These infidels, these, my angel is to watch over us and to guide us, and we are to listen to our angel. If if God is speaking to us in a still, still, small voice, don't go that way. Listen, don't go that way. Don't be hard-headed. Well, I'm going up in there anyway. If you go into somewhere to uh, uh, look at something, observe something, if the angel speaks, you say, danger, danger, don't go in there. Listen to the angel because they are assigned to us for these reasons to guide us. They are, they are given charge by God. Watch over Johnson. Watch over uh, uh, Joneses. Watch over, uh, uh, you know, the Macklin. Watch over whoever it might be. We are assigned angels. And I just believe my angel is not going to guide me up into something somewhere that's going to get me killed. I believe that. His job is to watch over us, brothers and sisters. Then in verse number 11, oh, I thank God for your security. I, I, I wouldn't take nothing for this. He said, for he's his, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all thy ways. Wherever I go, when I go to work, it's danger on the highway. They shoot it on the expressway. I mean, you just be driving on the highway. Somebody want to just shoot up somebody's car going down the highway. Or, or wherever you might go, it's danger. But I just thank God for my angel. I thank God for my angel. The shooting happened when I got off the highway. Or the shooting happened before I got on the highway. So I just thank God for my angel. He just gave his angel charge over thee to keep you in all thy way. Verse number 12 says, they shall bow thee up in their hand. Y'all see that? They shall bear thee up in their hand, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Also, this referred to Jesus, but, but it's also our protection also. Look, they're going to bear you up. Seem like you can't make it. Seem like you at the lowest of the low. Seem like don't nobody love you. That's your angel going to come and minister to you. Pick you up and let you know that, look, somebody do love you. God love you. I love you. And that God has some people that love you and that care about you. You are not in this world alone. The devil wants all of us to feel isolated. He wants all of us to feel uh, unloved and abandoned. But I want you to know, look, God got some people that love you better than your own folks. All right, let me move on. Verse 13. He said, 
Thou shalt tread upon the lion. He's trying to get these people confidence. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The adder, you're going to tread upon the adder. Now, this adder is a venomous viper. That's what the adder is. It's nothing but a snake, a poisonous snake, a viper. Thou shalt tread. Thou shalt tread upon the lion. Thou shalt tread upon the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample on the feet. Now, when I looked at this word dragon, now this doesn't mean a fire-breathing dragon. This particular dragon, they referred to, uh, when I looked into this and I did my research, this dragon was a venomous snake called a cobra. This cobra, when the cobra stand up on his tail, when he spread his head, when his neck spread, when you see him, he 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 was referred to as a dragon. These things were out in the wilderness, out in the wild. And so God is telling the children of Israel, the lion, the adder, the the dragon, this bad cobra that's out there that. that People were afraid to get bitten by. God said, you going to, don't worry about this, this dragon. Thou shalt trample under his feet. Step on him. Walk on him in the name of the Lord. And the reason why you're going to be able to do all these things, here we are again in verse 14, because he has set his love upon you. Therefore, I will, destroy, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Verse number 15, I'm almost closing. Check this out. Now, I want you to understand something, brother. Every child of God has his enemies. You and I, we have our enemies. They are numerous. They are many. But one day we will finally obtain a complete victory over them. Yes, we got our enemies, but one day we're going to walk all over his head. All right, but listen to what God said, because he, you have known my name. Verse number 15 says, he shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him, and I will honor him. This is what God is saying through Moses to the children of Israel to us today as we travel through our wilderness. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Brothers and sisters, we have that blessed assurance right now today that if we call on the Lord Jesus, we have that confidence that we call on that he will hear us. Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I thank you for answering my prayers. I thank you for hearing the cry of your people. He said, he shall, they shall call upon me, and I will answer them. You got to believe this. You got to believe this, brothers and sisters. God said, I answer you, and I will deliver him in trouble. When you get in trouble, and you will, just keep living, you will, I will, I have, you have. When you get in trouble, God said, I will deliver you out of your troubles, and I will honor him. Yes, I will honor him. That's what the Lord said. Check this out. Verse 16 said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's what God said. I will long life, I will honor him, and I will satisfy him, and I will show him myself. This is the promise to the people of God. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is the best thing that could ever have happened to you and I. What we need to do is continue to trust in this most high God, in this almighty God, in the Lord God Almighty, because there's nothing greater out there. He's greater than anything that we can ever confront, that we can ever come in contact with. God is greater, he's stronger, and he's able to destroy all of our enemies. 
brother and sister. Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Don't be fooled. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him go. Let cause you to go back into a world of sin. Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you and I. Let's stay with the Lord, brother and sister. We have a great God. We're serving a great God, and He loves us so much, and He cares about you so much. And John, a Jew, picked it up. He said, "Brother, I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper." Brother and sister, be in health, prosper in Jesus' name. It's my prayer. Amen. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.